The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you all doing? In today's episode, we're going to be discussing how to cultivate resiliency. Resiliency is your ability to get back up again after a challenge or perceived failure. And it's a muscle. And just like any other muscle, you can strengthen it. And it is a requirement for follow through. So if you struggle with follow through, resiliency is what you need to cultivate. Now, this may sound like a kind of a soft, fuzzy personal growth topic, but I'm telling you, this is very, very practical. It is a very important thing to focus on when we're challenged the way we're challenged. We need to know where to place our energy so that we can cultivate follow through and resiliency. So when I'm working with coaching clients, it's the marker I look for to know the coaching process is working. I see that my coaching clients are able to get back up again much quicker than they used to. And more importantly, they know why. They know what they did to bring this about. Once that gets achieved, real progress starts to happen. But first, we need to know what specifically to focus on. And that's what we're going to be covering today. Okay, so we just have one quick announcement. We have an ADHD time management workshop coming up on September 23rd and 26th. So we've been teaching this ADHD time management workshop for many years now, and this is our master course in a sense. And it's really focused on how do we develop systems for time management that work for us the way we're wired, that they feel intuitive, and that we understand how to work with time in a way that compensates for our time blindness that comes up for so many of us. We'll first discuss why traditional time management techniques are difficult for us to follow, and how do we approach time management from an ADHD neurodivergent perspective. So we're gonna explore digital time management, paper-based time management, a hybrid approach of the two to see how that maybe that's the one that works best for you. We're gonna be talking about note-taking strategies to ensure you easily capture ideas get down your action items, and schedule them on your calendar so that you follow through with them. 
and the importance of knowing when to schedule things. If you don't know when to schedule certain kinds of tasks, it's going to be very difficult for you to follow through with them. And then we've recently added a whole section on understanding the emotional components of time management. What triggers us? What keeps us from following through on specific items? Often there's an emotional component that gets in the way of us following through and utilizing our systems to their maximum. This is a two-day workshop. It will be recorded. So if you cannot attend in person, you will get the recordings. And for those of you in Australia or New Zealand, the second session may be good for you. So you might be able to listen to the first session and then be able to attend the live session after. And as many of you know who've taken other workshops from us, I give a lot of time at the end of each session after we've completed for open Q&A. So if you have questions, there's going to be plenty of time for you. I pretty much stick around until everyone's question is answered. So hope you can join us. If you're interested, go to Drummer in the Great Mountain dot com forward slash workshop. And I want to say thank you to all of you who joined us for our hundredth episode, as well as our last mind mapping workshop. That was a total blast. That was a really fun workshop. I really loved hearing all of the progress from all of you, hearing that you guys are integrating that into your lives and it's making a difference. So very much looking forward to connecting with all of you soon. We got a lot of cool things coming up. We got some videos coming up. We got some new products coming out. So stay tuned and looking forward to connecting with all of you. Okay, so let's talk about cultivating resiliency. And let's first define what the challenge is. And the challenge is pretty familiar to all of us, right? It's we start on something and we don't finish it. Something happens, it derails us. There's some maybe emotional internal thing happens. And instead of staying with it, we just let it go. We do it for a while and then we fall off or we feel like we have to do it perfectly. And if we don't do it perfectly, then, well, what's the point? So you may start on an exercise routine. You do it perfectly for like two to three weeks and then you don't do it perfectly that fourth week. And then you're like, oh, forget it. And then you, you stop and you move on to something else. The resiliency of getting back up again that's the muscle. It's getting yourself to see how do I cultivate that muscle to get back up again. And it's not just about your willpower. There's specific things that you can focus on that will make a big difference. So the solution to this is cultivating resiliency, the ability to effectively process what happened, then get back up and keep moving. It starts by knowing this is where you need to place your focus. Okay, so I want to give you a visual metaphor to think about as we're talking about resiliency. So I live by the coast in Southern California, and we have lots of palm trees. Now, palm trees are a fairly obvious metaphor for resiliency. When the winds blow, they'll blow down almost completely to, to the ground, and then they can spring back up again, and they're fine, and they survive hurricanes well. So that's an obvious metaphor. But one of the things that I observed recently that I'd never thought of before is that when I look at all the other trees, they're all being blown eastward. The wind is blowing off the ocean primarily, and all the trees are leaning slightly towards the east. They're leaning, leaning away from the wind, except for the palm trees. The palm trees are actually leaning into the wind. And I thought, ah, oh, interesting. That's 
part of resiliency. Resiliency is not only being flexible, but leaning into your challenges. You assume that you're going to get derailed at times. It's okay. It's part of the process. If you don't assume that, then you're going to wake up every day and go, oh God, I can't believe this happened. Well, things happen. Like you're going to get thrown off. If you don't have a process for getting yourself back up again consciously, then you're going to constantly struggle. Assume that there's going to be challenges and have a method for you getting back up again. So I thought that's a good starting point for our discussion on resiliency. So I'm going to give you five specific things to focus on that will support you in being more resilient and strengthening that muscle of getting back up again. And the first one is having a method of processing what comes up so that you can process it and then move on. So your unprocessed fears, challenges, overwhelms will almost always turn into distraction, period. So resiliency comes when you have some process in place so you know, okay, when I get thrown, this is what I do. And so one of the best things is journaling. Have a a document open on your computer if you work from your computer a lot, or have a journal when you get thrown off open up your journal and then ask yourself, what's alive in me right now? What happened? I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I can't believe this just happened. I was heading this way and now I have to figure out what I'm going to do. I need to make a decision now because I was going in this direction and then this happened. So that's what processing looks like. And you may continue to write, ah, this sucks and I hate this and this brings up all this other stuff. It may take you 10 minutes to process it, but that 10 minutes if you can get back up again after, was so worth it. So if you have a process for you to take in what just happened, I got derailed, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I didn't do the thing I wanted to do today and now I'm feeling terrible about it, have a method of processing that. So again, journaling can be helpful. If you have a group, like an ADHD group that you work with, that you can check in with someone via text and say, here's what's going on with me. That can be super supportive. Having an accountability group, having a life coach, assume that you will get thrown off track. Assume things will come up that will derail you. Assume that you will get overwhelmed in a situation and have a plan for it. If you have a plan, you're more likely to get back up again. Step two, item two, intend what you want to have happen and avoid dwelling on negative stories. If you keep a lot, I think the challenge a lot of us run into is we think, okay, I'm going to sit down and write out my goals and then I'm going to set them off to the side and I will just magically accomplish them. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. We have to continually, day to day, moment to moment, remind ourselves what we're intending to do, especially with our brains that can get flung into many different places. If you train your brain to think, okay, I just got thrown off. What am I wanting? What is it I want to do right now? What was my intention going into this? If you go through that simple process of just coming back to what were you wanting in that moment? What are you expecting from yourself? I exercised for two weeks almost straight and then something happened and I binged or I did this or did that. 
And now I'm feeling awful. I totally blew it. So how am I going to get myself back up again? So then ask yourself, what did I want? What am I wanting in this moment? What am I intending? I'm intending for my ability to get back up again because that feels good when I exercise. I recognize things were going better. If you find yourself constantly speaking negatively about yourself, telling people all the problems that you have, stop doing it. It's not helping you. It doesn't move you forward. What can move you forward is to recognize, oh, you know what? I'm needing empathy right now. I really need to sit with someone and just talk through this. That's way more effective than unconsciously unloading on other people or just having it spin in your head over and over again. And I know this is difficult. You can't just magically flip a switch, but you can bring it to your awareness. So those two go hand in hand, intending what you want to have happen, get connected to what you are wanting in this certain situation and avoid dwelling on negative stories. Step three is cultivating self-acceptance and a strong connection with your inner little kid. Now, this may sound like the most fluffy, non-productive thing you can do, right? But I'm telling you, this one piece is so important. And I work with so many coaching clients on this, and it makes a huge difference in your ability to be resilient. So there's a part of us that is always a little kid. It's never going to grow up, so forget about trying to make it into an adult. It will never grow up. There's a part of us that's connected to life itself, that gets bored, does not want to do certain things, that wants to just play and be creative and go do stuff or hang out with friends or whatever it is. So this part of you gets bored, overwhelmed, doesn't want to do things, but it's also connected to the magic of life. So if you don't listen to it, it will take the controls, guaranteed. And and to me, this mindset, having this awareness was massive. I can track when I started doing this work and how my productivity started to increase almost immediately. Start celebrating your wins. Start to acknowledge when you accomplish even the smallest things. Celebrate them. Train yourself to think, okay, wait, I got up today. I didn't even want to get up today. I showed up. I showed up for my kids today. I drove to work. I'm taking care of my family. Whatever it is, bring it to your conscious mind. If you're going to cultivate an exercise routine, then you celebrate you showing up. If it's just maybe you showing up at the park because you're going to go for a jog for 20 minutes, celebrate the fact that you showed up to the park. Start there. If you want to just jog for 20 minutes and you can only jog for five then you celebrate the five. You don't beat yourself up over the 20 that you thought you could have done. If you constantly push yourself and set these unrealistic bars for yourself and never celebrate your wins, you will find it very hard to find natural motivation. If you think back to when you were a little kid, you didn't think, okay, I've got to motivate myself to get outside and go play. I got to motivate myself to uh, go do this or that. You didn't think that way. You were just alive and you were connected and everything was new and fresh. And that part of you is always with you. And if you give that part of you some celebration for showing up, you celebrate, okay, I did this, then you're going to find your motivation becomes easier to you. It's easier for you to get yourself back up again. I recognize for many of you, you think, well, what, this doesn't feel practical at all, but it absolutely makes a huge difference.
Step four, item four is developing a regular exercise routine. Okay, so I know you guys are sick of me saying this every single episode, but I can't stress it enough. Having a regular exercise routine supports resiliency more than anything else. And I consider myself, you know, I grew up as a musician, as an artist. I was not a jock (laughs) at all, but I can't deny the fact that regular exercise cultivates resiliency more than anything else. It also really supports our brains and you can start wherever you're at. So if it's for, for you, it's just getting out and going for a walk a couple times a day, then that's what it is. If you can step it up a notch and actually get your heart rate rate up and get some cardio exercise in, that's going to be better. You can also insert weight training or whatever it is. It doesn't mean you have to go to the gym, find something that's fun. Like I said, I go to the beach and I go for a run every day. That's my space. That's the space that I love to go to. And so exercise becomes easier for me. Cultivating a regular exercise routine will improve your resiliency almost more than anything else on this list. So what I would suggest is do what you need to do. If you need to hire a trainer, if you need to join a class, if you need to find an exercise buddy, do what it takes to cultivate a regular exercise routine, ideally daily. If you can't do it daily, two to three times a week. Step five, item five is call in support. And that may be hiring a life coach, that may be joining an ADHD group or some kind of accountability group. It could be regular meetings with a good therapist. Recognize there's only so much you can do on your own willpower. Assume your willpower is less than what it is. That will be of an assistance to you. So that when you have that support, when you slip up or you feel like, you were moving in a good direction and then you fell off, then you've got people to reach out to. You got someone to text. You got someone that that can give you a word of encouragement that may be enough for you to get yourself back on track again. So calling in support is something for some of us, it's very easy. For most of us, from what I've seen, it's very difficult. So, and I work with many of you, I know many of you show up in our workshops and I know that support is hard for you. And I think for men, As a general rule, seeing all the people I work with, men have a much harder time with this than women overall. And so for the men out there that are listening, I want to encourage you, pick one of those and make it happen in the next few weeks. A life coach, an ADHD or accountability group, find a good therapist, pick one of those and start moving towards that. And again, with uh, something like exercise, it may be like hiring a trainer for a month. Don't worry about paying them forever. Make a little bigger investment and say, I'm going to hire a trainer for one month or two months to get you going, to get you moving. All of this will support your ability in being more resilient. Just the fact that you reached out for support is one of the key aspects of building resiliency to know that that's one of the tools you have in your toolkit. Okay, so I want to go through those steps one more time. There's five steps in cultivating resiliency. Step one is have a method in place for processing challenges as they arise. And I want to highly encourage journaling being at the top of that list. And if that becomes a challenge, then reach out to a life coach, find an ADHD groups, have some method by which when things come up, either you reach out to someone or you just process it on the computer or on a sheet of paper so that you can effectively identify what happened, process it through, and move on. 
Step two is intend what you want and avoid telling stories about your limitations or blaming your ADHD, which is, I didn't really mention that, but that's a key piece of it. Process it and let it go, but most importantly, intend what you want to have happen. Step three is develop a good relationship with your inner little kid and celebrate all of your wins no matter how small they are. Step four is develop some kind of regular or ideally daily exercise routine, cardio, some kind of working out. If nothing else, just go for a couple walks throughout the day, but make it a habit. Step five is call in support. That's a life coach. That's an ADHD group. That's regular meetings with a good therapist. Recognize that you only have so much willpower and having the support and accountability of others will support your resiliency. Okay, so I want to recommend a couple other episodes for you to check out in relation to resiliency that I think go well with this topic. The first one is all or nothing. That's the one that really, that's one of the big obstructions we have in developing resiliency. So check that episode out. The journaling episode, as well as the intending episode. And I will link all those in the description. As a reminder, we have our, probably our last workshop of the year coming up. It's the ADHD time management workshop that will be happening on the 23rd and 26th of September. You can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop to get more information on that. Hope you can join us. And that's it. So until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer in the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.